All right. Well, as you can see, now's our time for Children's Church. And so if you have any young ones who um, you want to send to learn about the Lord on their level, now is the time to do that. And while they're headed out, uh, let me just real quickly, I don't have to introduce anybody, but um, today the message will be, will be brought by our very own Reverend Casanova Bristow. Um, Y'all know he's one of us. He's no stranger to full five, the pulpit, and everything else. And so as we, would, as we normally do, everybody just extend their right hand, lift it up, lift it up. And as we do, Reverend Bristow, preach the word, preach the word, preach the word.
Can y'all hear me? Is it on? Amen, amen, amen. Nobody but you, Lord. Good morning, 4-5. Good morning. It's a blessing to be in the house of the Lord once again. Amen, amen. Let us go to God in prayer. O oh, gracious and mighty God, it's once again that we come unto thee, humble as we know how. Now we're asking, Lord, that you would just come in and move and have your way, Father. Bless your people who come out to hear a word, Lord. We pray right now, Father, that thou will increase and that I will decrease, Father. And that I will come in and bless thy people with blessings that they stand in need of, Lord. Bless our pastor, Lord, and his family, Lord. Lord, keep him and cover him right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Continue to watch over us, Lord. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray and give thanks. Amen. This morning, I won't hold you up. We're going to go to the book of Exodus, chapter 8. Exodus, chapter 8. Beginning at the fifth verse. We're dealing with one of the plagues. Starting at verse 5, when you found it, say Amen. And it reads, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch forth thy hand with thy rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up upon the land of Egypt. And Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up, and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go that they may do sacrifice unto the Lord. And Moses said unto Pharaoh, glory over me, when shall I entreat for thee and for thy servants and for thy people to destroy the frogs from thee and, and thy houses that they may remain in the river only? And he said, tomorrow. I'm going to end right there. Tomorrow. I want to speak to you today about one more night with the frogs. One more night with the frogs. As we notice that the, this is one of the plagues that, that God had sent in Egypt. And I want you to keep in mind that it's a plague. And I want you to keep in mind what Pharaoh said. One more night with the plague. One more night with the disease that you have. Hear me. Moses said, when would you like for me to entreat the Lord that he may remove it? And so, as I studied this lesson and have studied it, it baffled me 
that God shows up and want to do wonderful things for us, but we always say I ain't ready. Not now, Lord. When you hear the doors of the church are open, you ain't ready to get up and come. You decided I need to stay where I am right now. And so here we look at, we got the children of Israel that God is going to deliver. We already know that. But what is amazing, I have to, has the opportunity at time to look at the enemy and how God is working with him and, and things that are going on. Pharaoh, number one, feels that he is God because in his religion, he is a God. He can fix it. He can work it out on his own. Is that somebody in here today? You've decided that you got all the answers. You know what to do. You don't need no help. Or do you know somebody like that? They got it all under control. Body aching with pain and you telling them, you encouraging them to go to the doctor. Go see the doctor. I'm all right. But it baffles me when it says one more night. When, when, I, when, I, when, it, when it came to me, one more night with the frog. So I kept thinking, one more night, one more night. God said the frog is a plague. So when you're teaching the people, let them know that they don't have to stay in the situation that they're in. I'm here to help them. So what is it that you need help with today? I counsel for the Salvation Army. I deal with a lot of substance abuse and domestic violence situations. And so what's amazing, the ladies that I deal with at times always go back to their abuser. The people who are on substance abuse always return back to their old behaviors. They come for a moment just to get, I guess, uh, a vacation. You, you want a vacation from the plague. You want a vacation from the frogs. You, you want a vacation from your situation. You don't really want God to fix your situation. Is this you or is this somebody you know who loves spending one more night with the frogs? No matter what the situation is, I want to make sure I continue to drive that home because when he said, when would you want me to entreat God for you? He said, tomorrow. Moses said, and he said, be it according to thy word, that thou mayest know that there is none like unto the Lord our God. For the frog shall depart from thee, and from thy houses, and from thy service, and from thy people, and they shall remain in the river only. And he went out from amongst Pharaoh, but if he had just said now, when have you asked God do it now? Fix it now sincerely in your heart. Lord, I can't wait till tomorrow. I can't wait. I, 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 I need you to do this now, Lord. I need you to move right now. My situation is urgent. Understand the woman that had the issue of blood. She had made up in her mind after spent 12 years and all her money and dealing with people and hearing things, uh-uh, he is here, let me get to him. Here is the man of God before Pharaoh. Pharaoh represent his people. Maybe you represent your household. And God is dealing with you. Man of God, woman of God, saint of God, he wants to know what is it that he would do? What is it that you would like for him to do? But understand, you got to be a believer. 
I want you to know Pharaoh believed that what Moses said he would do would happen. He just didn't ask for it to happen right then. And I don't want us being saints of God, people of God, waiting on tomorrow. We figure that tomorrow, but when tomorrow comes, it's today. Don't never put off for tomorrow what you can do today, as well as allow God to move now. He can move mountains. I've heard people talk about him. I've heard my grandmother. but, But the whole point is, what's your personal relationship with God? What frogs are in your life? You know, there are all types of frogs. You got bullfrogs, you got poisonous frogs, you got frogs that'll make warts and everything. Come on. What are you dealing with? What is the frog in your life? You know, on my job, I try to figure out, I understand we got frogs of domestic violence, we got frogs of substance abuse, we got frogs of poor money management, we got, we got frogs of non-parenting skills, you got poor parenting skills. We got all these frogs issues, Ribbit, but, but we won't ask God to remove it from us. So I'm here today to ask you basically, what are you wrestling with? What is the frog in your life? What is that hump you seem to just cannot get over? What is it that you're holding on to because you refuse to let go what, what, what it is? And, 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 and it reminds me of a story of a young man who, who, who had a little son and he, he took his son to visit his grandparents and there was a vase and the young boy saw, had a ball and was playing and the ball went into the vase. And the ball was just, his arm was just big enough to go down into the vase. And so when he put his hand in the vase, he grabbed a hold of the ball, but he wouldn't let go because he was trying to pull the ball out. And so the parents and everything started freaking out. His dad and the mom, let him, he, his arm is stuck, it's stuck. About 30 or 40 minutes, they trying to figure out what to do, but grandma said, don't you break my vase. Get his arm out of there, but don't break my vase. Unaware, his grandfather had been watching the whole situation. He got up nicely and walked up to the young man and whispered something in his ear. The lad took his hand out the vase. They said, well, what? What happened? He said, I told him I'd give him a bigger ball if he let that ball go. (laughs) Oftentimes, we can't get what God is trying to give us because we're still holding on to the small things in life. God said, I got a blessing for you, but you got to let this go. With, 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 with this thing that's dealing with Pharaoh, God was showing that what he could do, but what people are doing is holding on to their situation. Y'all should have, Moses, you done brought us out here to kill us. Should have left us back over in Pharaoh, over in Egypt because we had food, we had bread, but God had more for them. But they had to let go. But it still baffles me. One more night with the frogs. This, 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 this is what I love. It's, it's, it's one of my all times I, that, that gets me because this is what Americans, this is what us as African Americans, as black folks deal with. One more night with the frogs. We don't want to let go of the hatred. We don't want to let go of the past. Someone has hurt us. Someone has done something to us. We refuse to let go and be healed. 
We always said tomorrow. Or should I say, I ain't ready yet. I ain't there. Often tell the people on my job as I look at this situation and I still deals with um, Pharaoh was so immature. And his immaturity cost him more than he was willing to pay. It took him places he was not willing to go. And as we see, have him doing things he never thought of doing simply because this man was immature. But in the word of God, I often say this. The word of God said, be ye perfect as I am perfect. And I always looked at the point when I look at perfect, perfect being ripened, perfect being mature. And so a lot of times when people say perfect, they think of worldly perfect that you ain't never done nothing right. That everything has to be just every I dotted, every T crossed. But, 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 but what I've come to realize, God wants us to grow up. God wants us to mature. But a lot of times, too many people are immature when it comes to spiritual matters. And if you're immature in the spiritual, believe me, you'll be immature in the natural. Hello, somebody. Nobody should have to tell you to get up and go to work. Nobody should have to tell you what's right and what's wrong when it comes to doing the natural things in life or the things to survive in life. But this is what we deal with in our world. And so when I look at Pharaoh, and I often say, man, this man just want to spend one more night with the frogs. And he kept spending nights and nights with the frog until it killed his son. Who has to die? What has to leave you for your eyes to open? What is it that you're holding on that is sucking the life out of your family, that's sucking the life out of you, that's sucking the life out of your finances, out of your career? Why is it that if, if it comes down to promotion, for whatever reason it seems to pass you by, what is it that you're holding on to that God is trying to get rid of out of your life? What is it? As I ask, what frog is in your life? I want to know that you want to spend one more night with the frogs. You want to stay in your situation. One more night. Is it that good? Oh, we can be honest. You know, um, no, I guess I'm one of those preachers that say, yes, sin is good, but the end result is bad. For us in the natural, it's good while we're doing it. The only problem is it's getting caught. In the word of God, truly sorrow is when you're godly sorrow, but other than that, worldly sorrow is that, okay, I'm only sorry for, for getting caught, not for doing it. I want, uh, I want smart enough, that's, that's what my guys do when I go to reentry. understand they go all that time and, and the frog they never get rid of because when they get out, they're only better criminals. They go to prison to perfect their skills. They, they, they go to prison and think about how I could have done it. I understand breaking in your house is wrong, but in my process, I shouldn't have came in through the front door. I, I should have came in through the back. And so the next time I get out, I'm coming in through the back door, but failing to realize that you got a security system now. I get called, and so now I'm back in prison thinking, well, I shouldn't have came in through the back door. I should have tried one of the wonders. I try everything but what's right. This becomes the process that people are, are, are doing every day. Everybody I know that knows smoking drugs is wrong will say, it's wrong, preacher. 
but I like it. I, I, you know, I believe I, I went too far. AANA tells you uh, one is not enough and two is too many. So what's the answer? If one is not enough and two is too many, then you shouldn't be doing any. But for whatever reason, in our mind, I think it's all know if it's human nature, we feel that we can conquer things that we truly don't understand. Addiction is a spiritual thing. We battle more spiritual things than what we think of. Pharaoh thought that he had it under control. Bring out my musicians. Okay, we're going to bring some frogs up, but your frogs jumped on folks too. His, his, his people made it worse. Has that ever happened to you? You do something and it gets worse. It only gets better when you start praying about it, when you actually give it to God, when you actually take your hands off, it starts to get better. There are times in our life where we have to let go and let God. When does that happen? Why is it that you have to spend one more night with the frogs to realize I got to let it go? Salvation is now, now, now is the day of salvation. The day you hear my voice, heart, not your heart. Why is it that you got to wait till things get bad to open the door? Come on in, Jesus. I, I, I need to, why is it that we have to be at God's straits for God to, actually, to manifest in our lives? How good will it be if you just go ahead and surrender? Not on a weekly basis, but on a daily basis, an hourly basis, a minute basis. Don't you know you can't do anything without God, so why try? Is it that we need a checkup or a tune-up? When the last time you actually checked yourself? When the last time you went over your capabilities and limitations? What is it that you can do with God and what is it that you cannot do without God? Last time I checked, we live, move, and have our being because of him. What God is showing us when we see the book of Exodus and we see things that happen, these are people who don't have a mind for God, who have come to believe that they are God, that they are better, that they don't need a God, that they have it all figured out. And it, and it doesn't just reside with them, it resides with Christians. There are Christians who are Christians that believe in God, but only up to a certain point. Maybe it's how they've been taught. Okay, you do everything and what you can't do, you turn over to God, but you have to realize that you have to turn everything over to God. Other than that, you're still spending the night with the frogs because you've been misled that you are doing it. You're trying to do it in your own power, in your own might, but everything is by his spirit. The spirit of God. I love it when I say, if, if, if God don't, don't exhale, ain't nothing for us to inhale. He's regularly exhaling his spirit. It's crazy that you walk around here. When, when, when you hold your breath, you're trying to do it. I, I 
long can you hold your breath before you have to take another one? How much of God do you need to breathe in to live? And it's amazing that all night long we 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 breathing in his goodness, we breathing in we breathing in his grace, we breathing in his mercy. But when we wake up, it's totally different. It's as if no one has spent any time with God. And when you look around in our society, tell me what frogs do you see from, from if we going all the way up from the president's office and coming all the way down, it's the same thing. People still dealing with the same frog. I said frog, sin. Sin is the reason why we're dealing with so much going on in this world. And so the whole point is, what kind of light are we? What kind of hope are we giving the people? We have to let them know that you don't have to stay the way you are. You don't have to spend another night with the frog. Or as in here, with the frogs. Because that's what Moses, when would you like for the frogs to be removed? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. We don't have to wait for tomorrow. Because the word of God said, joy comes in the morning. Open your eyes. The light has always been here. We don't all have to have a Damascus Road experience like, Paul, like Saul did. I don't know anybody who wants to be uh, slapped blind. You know, that's what your old, that's what old grandma said, boy, I'll slap you blind. Ain't you think, man? How hard I got to be hit to go blind? Yet and still in the word of God we see a man who gets slapped, gets slapped down. I don't know how far he had to reach back. But when he hit him, he fell off his horse and he couldn't see. The people who were with him were scared. That's just like we, we, we are at the house and um, the older sister talking mess and Grandma and mama decide they don't had enough. Y- y- y'all ever had, y'all, I don't know if y'all grew up like that when your siblings, somebody gets slapped. Everybody get quiet in the house. <laughs> People bag up. You ain't finna laugh. Because you figure, am I next? My, my grandma say you better get out of the way. She go on a slapping spree. I told everybody, I done seen her slap my mama. My mama was 65. I done seen her slap my uncle, he's 60. She started out with my auntie who was 50. She was talking and they're thinking, pow! My mama went to say, mama, you ain't pow! My, my uncle said, but grab, pow! Casanova moved back. And the only other words I heard, I'm your mama. You don't talk back to me. The frog came out of my auntie's mouth, and I saw my mama and my uncle get hit. Besides the one that was talking. I know y'all think I'm old-fashioned and everything, but, you know, I, I, I grew up the old way where they believe in laying hands. Holy hands. You know, I think that's why I turned out the way I turned out. When I see what's happening today, I see all these frogs running around, don't know what's going on. And 
and parents don't got grown and got to spend not only nights but days, weeks, and months with these frogs that they failed to, to raise up, failed to discipline. We don't, we don't let the devil trick us out of raising our children in the fear of the Lord, in the omniscient of the Lord. We, we, we don't want to raise them in a Christian environment. We don't want to nurture them how they should go. And, and, and this is the whole point is, this is what God has always been trying to let us know. He, he wants us to do it his way and not our way. The word of God said there is a way that seemed right unto men, but the end thereof are the words, ways of death. Because if you don't go his way, if you don't enter in at the straight and narrow gate, if you don't get off the highway that leads to destruction, exit, turn right, and keep straight, you, you, you won't make it. And nobody said for you to pull over. You just keep driving. In the race that you're running, you keep running. It's your race. It, it ain't Pookie's race. It ain't somebody. It ain't JoJo's race. It's your race. We have something to do, and so my whole point is I want us to be about doing it. I don't want us to be one of those people who spend one more night with the frog, always complaining, always, always having nothing really good or nice to say. We're frustrated. We're upset. <clears throat> but it shouldn't be that way. So as we go on, I want to let you know, if you read on down that, that Moses did what Pharaoh asked him. He interceded for him. And God heard Moses. And the next day, they went. I want to let you know that there is someone that you can pray to that will intercede for you. Matter of fact, he sits on the right hand of God. All you got to do is call him. The old people used to say, Jesus is on the main line. Call him up and tell him what you want. Is it that you're in sin, the reason why you're not calling him? Is it that is something you've done wrong that has got you guilty? The reason why you won't call him? But I want to ask you a question. No matter what you've done, have you blasphemed his name? Then call him. Have you spoke against the Holy Ghost? If not, then call him. No matter what you've done, no matter what situation you're in, God will forgive you. Stop thinking as if you're God and saying, well, I ain't worthy. We ain't never been worthy, but he yet still doing it. Who woke you up this morning? Who clothed you in your right mind? I dare you to set an alarm clock, did it? The alarm clock's still ringing for some people. Take it out to the grave and sit it out there and set it one minute from now. And in the time and they go off, but ain't nobody going to get up. Maybe you think it was your children. I tell you what, you, you, let them start playing. If God called you, you ain't getting up. Somebody's children still making noise, but they ain't moved.
It was God. And God alone who has done this, who is doing it. He's yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is the same. And he is for you. I want you to know that. Jesus for you. More than you can ever think. It, it, it's nothing that he can't do. I know, understand, when the doctors fall short, then it's him. See, before we even get to the doctor, sometimes before you even call mama, before you even, you need to, you need to invest in a little neology. I know some of us, we can't, you know, get down like we used to, but sit down then. Call on him. I'm a living witness that he will do it. I'm a living witness that he'll show up and he will show up. People want to know why you got favor. People want to know why is it that this always happening to you? What is so special about you? Ain't nothing special about me. It's him. Let me introduce you to a man named Jesus who was born in Bethlehem, who was reared in Nazareth, who was tried in unjust courts, who was hung, crucified, dead, and buried. But the word of God said that he did not stay dead. Early. Early. And then my old preacher would say, that third day morning, he got up with all power in his hand. And the book of Revelation talks about it. It declared that I am he that was dead, but behold, I'm alive forevermore. Who is it? Jesus. The lily of the valley. Who is the name? The bright and morning star. What's his name? The rose of Sharon. What's his name? What's his name? He'll save you. He'll keep you. He'll rock you. He'll be a mother when you don't have a mother. He'll be a father when you don't have a father. He's a brother. He's a sister. He'll be food on the table. He's everything that we need. We have to get back to Jesus being our all and all. We don't have to spend one more night with the frogs. Instead, we can spend our nights with the Savior, with the Son of God. Going to open the doors of the church? Maybe there's somebody here. You tired of spending your nights with the frogs. You want them out of your life. I'm letting you know now that God can do it. Whatever the impossible is in your life, he can do it. He will do it. It's already done if you believe. And you ain't got to have big faith. But faith the size of a mustard seed. Bring your seed faith and he'll grow it. Will there be one? Come on.
Come on. Takes a real man, woman, boy, girl to step out on the word of God. Come on, he can work it out for you. Come. Oh, glory. Come on.